Blog Talk Radio. Blessings of Hashem be upon you. My name is David Fournier, lead instructor here at the Center for Hebraic Insights, and welcome to the Zohar and 15 show, Seeing God During the Exile. Hey, it's really great to have you uh, back with me again. The Zohar and 15 show is going to start picking up speed. We'll start doing it a, a little bit more often. Uh, we've had some uh, great episodes. And again, when we're talking about the Zohar, it's important to remember that the Zohar is, and I want to address it, it's a commentary. Uh, the English-speaking Zohar, the one that I have, is 23 volumes uh, uh, covering the first five books of the Bible, and there's different rabbis from different ages, uh, a lot of different conversations. Sometimes they're going on journeys together. Sometimes they're telling stories. But it's a really interesting, a very interesting collection of thoughts and ideas about the first five books of the Bible. Yes, it is uh, very mystical uh, in its in its dealings. It's, it it comes from stems from a lot of the Kabbalistic rebbies in the day. But one of the things we want to do is we want to be able to read it and say, well, what can we learn from this? Like the stories that they tell us and the verses that they write, what is it we can learn from this? And we're going to be in, for those of you have it, we're going to be in the Zohar volume 8, portion of Shemot, chapter 2, and we're going to be reading verses 6 through 13. And if you have the English speaking, uh, uh, the English uh, version of it, it's on pages 8 through 11. And we're going to be covering it. Israel, in our conversation here, goes through two different exiles, one we all know very much about. We know about the 70 uh, folks in the time of Jacob and Joseph and the brothers and, and all the story there in Genesis 50. And quickly, as we turn the page from Genesis chapter 50 to Exodus chapter 1, we don't know exactly how much time is, gonna, is passing here, but very quickly the conversation turns to uh, that there's a Pharaoh that doesn't, know, that doesn't know Joseph. And we begin to see that, well, we'll talk about it in a few minutes, but some changes take place. And we're also going to be talking about the Babylonian captivity. What was the difference between these two? Because our rabbi, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yitzchak, are both going to be talking about the differences between those. And we want to talk about it. Now, the verses that we're going to read, verses 6 through 13 from the Zohar, they reveal a few major concepts for us to work with. And I want to go through these first with you so that you kind of remember them, and then we'll get back to the actual material. First of all, Remember that there will be periods of exile. There's going to be periods of exile. This is when it feels like the enemy or enemies are all around us, and we're trying to live right, we're trying to do the right thing, and we're flawed individuals. I'm a flawed individual. Um, I, I would encourage you to 
to share with me and talk with me and, and learn what you can from the things I say. But remember that I'm a human being. You're a human being. We're very flawed. And, and with all the humanity out there that right now, I mean, just think about where we are. January of 2021 is when this episode's airing. And it's just crazy times out there. It seems like crazy people are out there and all these different things that we go through. But in the end of it, God is still God. But first of all, there's going to be periods of exile. There's going to be times where it seems like a, a whole new brand of crazy has taken over. It's worth noting that from the time that Israel goes into Egypt and, and Joseph and Pharaoh and the 70 that go in to the time they come out during the stories of, of Moses and the plagues and all those things, that this tremendous birth of a new nation comes from it. And the same thing will happen as we look at the Babylonian captivity as, as the Israelites come out of the Babylonian captivity and, and what they build from there. Sometimes it is going into the exile is what makes the birth of something new and something amazing. Secondly, we're going to learn that the higher and more connected people, people are, they enjoy a title and not a testimony. They struggle harder in the exile. Now, Hashem is always with us. God's always with us, even in our exile. And we have to learn to look for God the details. But it's interesting to note that the more entitled somebody feels, the more privileged somebody feels, the more angry and, non, and lack of content, contentment, and the more difficult it is for them because they have so much more to lose. Because they're in it for a title, not a testimony. They're not looking at, at what they can become or grow from the experience. They're looking at the loss of the things that they had that they don't have anymore. Third, I think I just said it, Hashem is always with us, even in our exile. Even in exile, Hashem is with us. We've got to look for God the details. They always say that the devil's in the details. I disagree. I think when you look at flowers and trees and the, and the seasons and snow and rain and the oceans and the river, you see God in all the details of what he's done. Fourth, Exile, exile is present to teach us the value of what we have and to remove our doubts. Exile is there to teach us the value of what we have and to help us remove all doubts. The one interesting aspect about exile is this. Remember that when we're in exile, we are all the same. There's no high people and low people and classy people and non-classy people. and There's none of that. When you're in exile, all people are the same. Everyone's in captivity. Now, these two exiles had very different consciousnesses about them. Egypt, the exile in Egypt, was Pharaoh became fearful of Israel's prosperity. Where the people of God go, where Israel goes, they prosper. And we've seen this all through history, all through history, that where they go, they prosper. They do well. They take care of their own. And people around them do well, too. But Pharaoh became concerned. He said, there's so many of them, and they're doing so well, they're going to overthrow us. And the Babylonian exile was caused because Israel, according to our documents that we have in the, in the scriptures, they refused to express a tangible concern for the poor and the needy. And God used prophets to call them into judgment. We're going to meet one of those prophets today, Prophet Ezekiel. We could suffer through exile and droughts, due to outside influences and our own actions. And that's why we go through these things. But today, today, more than ever, in my lifetime, the self-appointed, self-anointed prophets and priests and apostles are out there fleecing the people. Churches become like a country club, a, a, musical, a, a musical, a theater production, but it's missing the love for the things that God loves. 
And exile is hard for the elite. So when the word of God starts getting preached to straighten these things out, they turn and run. I want to tell you something that I believe is in contemporary Christianity today. I believe that we are close to an exile, not having any value in the marketplace, not having any, any word in it anymore. Because the plight of the poor, the needy, and the disenfranchised, that speaks more to who we are really than any of the other things that we're practicing. All right, let's read verse number six. Let's get into it. Here we go. Verse six. Rabbi Shimon opened to discuss and saying, the word of Hashem was, was in the Hebrew, hoya, hoyi. He asked, why is this word repeated twice? We should further ask why Ezekiel revealed all that he saw if he was a faithful prophet. Should the one who the king brought into his sanctuary reveal what he saw? And he answers this, certainly Ezekiel is a faithful prophet, and that all that he saw, he saw by faith. But whatever he revealed was with permission of the Holy One, blessed be he, and, and all was as it should have been. Rabbi Shimon begins to explain the suffering of the exiles, the consciousness of the person. He began, I'm sorry, I, let me back up. Let me try that again. In Ezekiel chapter 1, the prophet has a vision. Ezekiel has a vision in the first verse. Hashem speaks twice. So basically it says the word of Hashem spoke as, spoke as, like twice. Rabbi Shimon asks why. And he tells us God is speaking of the two exiles. Ezekiel is revealing God's words. Now, by the way, Ezekiel is going to be among the exiles in the Babylonian captivity. He is serving them during the time of distress, which is another place where the modern prophets aren't. So in verse number seven, we'll read, Rabbi Shimon said, even though pain comes to him temporarily, someone who's accustomed to suffer pain bears his yoke and does not worry. But when pain comes to one who has spent all his days in pleasures and luxuries and is not accustomed to pain, this is complete pain and deserves weeping. Rabbi Shimon explains the suffering of the exiles, how the consciousness of the person determines the pain. Think about that. If you're used to having everything your own way, if everything is always going good, if you're winning no matter what, and you're on the top of it, and these kinds of challenges like we see in the country today, as we see in our faith today, come on, suddenly it's pain to them. Where other people who've been through tremendously difficult experiences in their lives, have got the right kind of attitude, the right kind of frame of mind to remember that this pain is temporary. We're going to get through it. We'll bear the yoke. We'll, we'll do it. We're not going to worry because we know that God will deliver. It, it, knowing that God will deliver is certainty. And certainty is a spiritual discipline that brings power to our thinking. I've said before, and I'll explain it quickly here, there's a difference between certainty and faith. Faith to me is what you believe, the, the nuts and bolts of it. You have the Christian faith practice. That's what you believe. Or you're Jewish, and that's what you're Judaism, and that's what you believe. Whatever your practice may be. Maybe you're into things of, of like signs and, and wonders. That's your faith. That's what you believe in. But certainty is beyond faith. It's not just saying, well, here's what I think about things or I believe. It's putting your life in a position where you're acting out what you believe. Verse number eight. Israel was accustomed to pain. Israel talking about Jacob. They were accustomed to pain when descending into Egypt. For all the days of that righteous man, their father Jacob, were spent in pain. And he tells Pharaoh that. When Pharaoh says, tell me about you. Therefore, they endured exile properly and did not worry greatly. But the exile of Babylon was in complete pain. 
It was a pain both sides, above and below weep. Israel's connection to Jacob and the years in Egypt, they grew accustomed to suffering. They endured the suffering, and they had certainty that God would deliver. But the exile of Babylon was complete pain, above and below. We talk about this concept in our Zohar classes very often. As it is above, it is below. As it is below, it is above. When you speak words of love and encouragement, of faith and certainty, those words that make their way to heaven when you're teaching your classes and you're, and you're studying the scriptures and you're sharing with people, those words are heard and celebrated in the heavens. The rabbis talk about how when there's new words of Torah are shared, it's, it's ascribed and credited to the person who shares them and that the angels rejoice from this. Now we're going to jump into verse number 10. Remember, our Zohar 15, we're, we're trying to keep discipline. I'll never do it, but we're trying. As we learned, Rabbi Hitchcock said, what is meant by the verse on the mountains, I will take up weeping and wailing in Jeremiah 9.9. The mountains that are referred to are the loftiest in the world. And who are these lofty mountains? They are the precious sons of Zion comparable to fine gold. And now they are descending into exile with grindstones on the necks and their hands tied behind. And when they arrived in the exile of Babylon, they thought they would never have support because the Holy One, blessed be, he had forsaken them and would no longer watch over them. It is clear from our verse here, Rabbi Ishkak tells us, that Hashem looks down on his people and he hears their weeping from the mountains. This is a passionate name, a passionate description for the people of God. Because God, when he looks at us, he sees the high points, the mountaintops of our humanity. The things that, that we're capable of, the, the things that we aspire to reach to, the, the top of the top. He sees us in our highest elevation. You and I are called precious sons and daughters by God, and he uses intimate language in the scriptures to discuss us. The lofty mountains, he says. Man, that is so beautiful. When you think of God thinking of you, he is not busy in the act of catching you and doing something wrong. He is watching you so he can catch you in the act of doing something well or doing something right. Verse number 11. We learned. The rabbi Shimon said at that moment, the moment now where he sees, the moment where he sees the tops of the mountains, where he sees the precious sons of Zion, comparable to fine gold in their suffering. At that moment, the Holy One, blessed be, he summons all the company of heaven, all the chariots and camps of his officers, and all the hosts of heaven. And he says to them, what are you doing here? My beloved children in the exile of Babylon, and you are here, arise, all of you descend to Babylon, and I with you. This is the meaning of Thus says Hashem, for your sake I have sent to Babylon. Isaiah 43, 14. This refers to the Holy One, blessed be he. And I will bring down all of them as fugitives. These are the supernal chariots and camps. God rallies the heavenly bodies together, the army, so to speak, and he asks this question, and this is a great question, and I want to follow up with that one. What are you doing here? These people are suffering. These people are in exile. They've got heavy yokes around them. Their hands tied behind their back. What are you doing here? This has got to be one of the most, most powerful spiritual questions ever. I'll give it to you in another phrase. How are you spending your days? How are you spending your days? 
we talk about, we see the things like the recent Capitol riots, and we see these things, and we say, oh, this is so terrible, and this is it, and those people are monsters, and they're crazy people. It's not helpful. It's not changing anything. How are you spending your days? Do you love the people that you're with? Are you encouraging the people that you're with? Do you have certainty and faith that God's going to deliver us from it all? Are we building and praying towards Tikkun Allah on a global scale, the spiritually and physically, the repairing of the world? Or are we just sitting around complaining and griping about how crazy people can be? He asked them, what are you doing here? How are you spending your days? Verse number 11 tells us that Hashem is in all... We're going to read verse number 11. We just did, I'm sorry. Verse number 11, Hashem is in all the places we are every day and all the time, and we must reject any teaching that claims he is not. I want to say that again. God is in all the places we are every day and all the time, and we must reject teaching that claims that he is not. God is also there when we work, when we struggle, when we seek to do the work, he meets us halfway. Sometime we'll talk about the different versions of the parable of the prodigal son. So he gives the command to them to go into the exile, and he's going with them. Verse number 12. And when they descended into Babylon, the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit of prophecy rested on Ezekiel. And he saw whatever he saw, and he said to Israel, Behold, your master is here, and all the hosts of heaven and the chariots that have come to dwell with you. They didn't believe him until he revealed what he saw. I saw thus, I saw thus. And if he revealed more, whatever he revealed was altogether necessary. As soon as Israel saw this, they no longer feared the exile at all because they knew that the Holy One blessed be. He would not leave them, and everything that Ezekiel had revealed, he revealed with permission. We've got a lot to say here, but we're running out of time. The prophet Ezekiel saw into the heavens, and he saw what was coming because that's what a true prophet can do. And Ezekiel revealed what is needed to encourage Israel, to bring a rally that brings Israel back to certainty, yes, once we know God is with us, we're ready to face the exile. And Ezekiel says, I've seen it, and he is here, and he's among us, and they have certainty in that, and now they're ready to face the exile. Verse number 13, we learn that in each and every place where Israel was exiled, the, the Shekinah, the Holy Spirit, was exiled with them. And here by the exile of Egypt, it is written, are these the names of the children of Israel? And he asked, since it is written, children of Israel, why does it not say, with Jacob? It should have said, who came with him? And he answers, these are the names of the children of Israel, refers to the supernal chariots and the camps that descended with Jacob together with the Holy Spirit in the exile of Egypt. When Exodus opens with the names of those in Egypt, where is Jacob's name? Where is it? The Holy One the Holy Spirit, the Shekinah, the glory of God, it enters the exiles with Israel. And the exiles, the wandering in the wilderness, for example, these exiles serve a very stunning purpose and we need to pay attention. Why does it happen? Because we forget to ask ourselves, how are we spending our days? Who are we encouraging? Who are we helping to build? How is the world better because of what we're doing every day? When you read Numbers 14, chapters 14, verses 26 through 35, and God and Moses are having one of those God and Moses kind of conversations, and it's not going very well. And God's just done with it, and, and Moses calls him and says, no, calls out to him, don't do this, don't kill him. Stay with us, we'll work, we can do this. 
God says, because of your word to me and because of what you're saying, I'm going to honor that commitment. But then he says that the time in the wilderness is designed to eliminate all the people. The people that doubted will die in that wilderness. Wow. The purpose of exile is to weed out the doubt and the uncertainty and bring the strong and the committed to the surface to go back out and do what he asked us to do in the first place. Have a heart for the poor, the needy, the disenfranchised. Follow the laws that he's given us to follow. My life would be so much better if I had. We need balance. From exile to exodus. To help our hearts of stone die off. So that we can see what we should be doing with our time. How are you spending your days? What are you doing here? When there's so much love and encouragement and certainty, what a great time to be alive. I mean, everybody needs it now. You won't have time. You won't have trouble finding anybody to listen to you. My name is David Fournier, lead instructor here at the Center for Hebraic Insights. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Zohar in 15.